It is Black History Month, and although we celebrate our melanated greatness daily, today we will highlight the Black women, not our strengths, but our softness. We won't harp on all about our challenges, but we will celebrate our accomplishments. What am I talking about? Today, we will be looking at the top five myths of the strong Black woman. Hello and welcome to the System Podcast. I'm your host, Yushima Kamoy Cherry Burks. I am an author, a therapist, and an entrepreneur. And I'm your co-host for today. I am Kimone Brown. I am an author, I'm an entrepreneur, and I'm a mathematician. That's right. So Kimone, how are you today? Girl, I'm good. I'm knackered, but I'm good. I love that word, knackered. How are you? Um, I'm going to start <laughs> talking like you. I'm knackered as well, darling. I am knackered as well, but we will push through because we are talking about our accomplishments. And today we are going to accomplish this podcast like no other. You hear me? Before we get into the top five myths of the strong Black woman, I want us to do the something new about you. I have a question to ask you if you don't mind. Come on. Okay, run it. Okay, come on. Here is your question. Would you rather be beautiful, but you're unable to see your beauty? Or would would you rather be beautiful and other people are unable to see your beauty? I'd rather be beautiful and other people are unable to see my beauty. Really? Yeah, because beauty for me, it doesn't... It's not just physical. And I think it has a lot to do with physical because I think who you are inside shines on the outside. I always say the only ugly people are the people who are ugly on the inside as well because God didn't make none of us ugly, yeah? But some of us, we show up like monsters in our physical form because deep inside we've got these monstrous things going on, yeah? So I'd rather be beautiful and I know that I'm beautiful because some people don't understand beauty, but I understand beauty and what it means to me. So I'd rather be beautiful in my own eyes than in other people's eyes, because I don't know what their definition or understanding of beauty is. That's deep. Yeah. I'm much more shallow than you. All right, let's get started. <laughs> <laughs> That's making You're so full of it. <laughs> That's you know, when I did this, when I thought of this a while ago, right, I never asked anyone, but I was wondering about myself, which one would I prefer? And I, I went back and forth. I went back and forth. But that was a really good answer. So I'm just going to steal your answer. And we're just going to leave it. <laughs> All right. So we're going to get into this first, first myth. Come on. Top five myths of the strong Black woman. Myth number one is that Black mm-hmm. women don't marry. Yeah. Okay. First of all. That's my response to that. Let me tell you something. You know, the the findings that I found. First of all, when they first started doing this study, they were looking at women of all races, ages 18 to 25. A lot of Black women, melanated women, get married 
later on in life. After we've already pursued a career, maybe we had to stay to help our parents. Maybe we had to stay to help other family members or it's just things that got in the way of us pursuing a committed relationship such as marriage. Some of us were just cohabitating and choosing not to get married for whatever reason, right? The system has a lot to do with this as well, although there's much less of us on public assistance than any other race, right? We're we're the least amount, and we'll talk about that later, but this myth is untrue. First of all, these statistics are skewed. The average Black woman gets married much later in life after they've achieved the goal that they've set for themselves. According to blackdemographics.com, in 2020, 30% of black couples are married, 3% are separated, 12% are divorced, 6% were widowed, and 50% were never married at the time of this survey. According to census.gov, the median age at first marriage has risen for both men and women. In 1970, the median age at first marriage was 23.2 years for men and 20.8 years for women. Look how young that is, come on, 20 years old. We're usually mm-hmm. still in school or we're pursuing some type of goal that we've set for ourselves. 50 My years first ago. marriage was 24 mm-hmm. or 24. I don't know. My first mar- marriage was something. I don't remember. Mid-20s, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes, you know, yeah. mid-20s, but not 20, not 19, right? Although a lot of people do get married young, but that's not the majority. 50 years later. It's not in our culture. It's not. Because our parents don't, our our parents teach us how to pursue careers and how to take care of ourselves and how to become better people. Other cultures teach their children how to become wives. Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily teach the boys how to become husbands. Mm Mm-hmm. And said something that was so profound to me in our session Thursday. She said, I was raised in a toxic environment where my aunts, my mom, my grandma, every female in my household and in my life believed that you needed to do whatever it took to get a man to love you. Whatever that took, whatever that looked like. But I never had a standard of a man to pursue. So it was a situation where I'm trying to get somebody to love me who wasn't worthy of my love. You know what I mean? Any man will do. Any man will do. And so she's putting the same amount of effort for men who didn't deserve her time and energy in the first place. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She, they never said, get you a man that's like this. You know, if your man is not this, then don't pursue. But she said she put the same effort in everybody. Because one of the questions that I ask is, what number relationship is this for you? You know, and is there a pattern that you see that caused your past relationships to end? And so for her, she disclosed that. And I was like, yeah, that was really insightful. So 50 years later, those figures climbed 30 and a half years old for men and 28 year old women are getting married, respectively. But This does not include the Black women who still choose to marry later on in life, sometimes in their late 40s. And in the first round of um, surveys that they did, they didn't include Black women who had been divorced in long-term relationships. And they didn't talk about Black women who 
were in same-sex relationships. You know what I mean? So it was a whole demographic, all these different demographics that were left out. So, yeah. Okay. All right. So faulty research. Faulty research is always skewed. That's why you have to be careful where you get your information from. According to Family Inequality, 61.7 of Black women are projected to marry. A few reasons for the disparities between 86% of white women who marry is due to the selection of partners that we have available in our dating pool. The unjust incarceration and deaths of Black men in our society definitely play a role for heterosexual women. According to BlackDemographics.com, there was evidence of an increase of Black men marrying out, this is another reason, of their racial demographic between 2010 and 2017 or 2017. However, that percentage has remained steady since. In fact, the Pew Research Center released a report finding that 25% of Black male newlyweds in 2013 married non-Black women compared to 12% of Black men who married out. However, Asian women and Native Americans still have higher rates of interracial marriage. Black women were the least likely to marry Black men at only, what percentage do you think in 2017 for Black women? Black men or non-Black men? For Black, non-Black men. Black women dating or marrying non-Black men in 2017. What percentage? I'd say it's low. There are a lot of reasons why. And yeah, you see my research, you see you've put on my mathematician hat now. And I started this thing for the first time since we've been doing this podcast, admitting that I'm a, that I'm a, I'm a mathematician. Now I'm thinking about all the correlations and all the things that cause and effect. What will cause this? Because you get figures and you've got to dig into it. Mm-hmm. But in the home... Although we would want to think that the black society is more most mostly matriarchal, it's only matriarchal in the sense that the woman is the one who takes care of the home and takes care of the family. And maybe she's the one who makes a lot of the decisions. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I don't think we're still in a place globally where black girls are able to do what the black boys do and still be a lady. Yeah. So a, a black boy might be able to bring him, bring home a white girl and it's okay. Whereas for a black girl, she's going to get some sticks because come on, sis, you've got to do what we want. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I think that has to do with it. But then there are lots of other issues that could be playing into that. It could also be based on choice. You know, women like what they like. Heterosexual women like what they like. And sometimes other races can't provide that. So I don't know. Okay. Seven. Seven percent in 2017 married yeah. non-black men. That's very low. But listen, only four percent were married to white men. So mm-hmm. non-black men can be categorized as anything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. they could be mixed or whatever. But four percent were married yeah. to white men. The bottom line is, and this is my summary for this, and we're gonna move on, okay? Because I was heated. <laughs> The bottom line is this, that Black love still exists. It's out there and it's in different forms. One thing is for certain and two things are for sure is that many Black women are choosing to love themselves first. And honoring romantic and non-romantic love that they receive from their community on their own terms. So it's not a scarlet letter on the chest of black women who choose to not get married. 
Okay. It's just saying that we've set a standard, we've made a decision, and we have choices. And we we have the right to do what's best for us. Those who want to get married will get married. That's it. We've that was the perfect bow to wrap that in, Yushima. You know why? Because people tend to think that when we're not doing things, it's because we are rejected or whatever. Yeah, there are a lot of women out there, black, white, blue, all colors, who want to get married and aren't getting married. But there are a lot of women out there who just aren't interested. Mm -hmm. The world is has opened up in a way now where black women are choosing to do other things. They want to go see the world. They want to do things that are like beyond getting having a child and having a husband having a wife and all these things there's mm -hmm. so much more that they want to do and it's like okay I'm gonna do that later I was lucky I got married early because at 24 25 I was probably 50 years old because I'd done so much with my life by then but had I not done the things that I'd done with my life by then I wouldn't have been interested in marrying someone because I wanted to live and I lived I really really lived if I hadn't done all the things that I wanted to do by now yeah on my own I probably wouldn't have gotten married again because yeah and then you know what there are a lot of women who aren't taking shit anymore or mothers or grandmothers to call the rubbish and stayed at home with men who didn't want them who were cheating on them with 10 women down the street and a lot of our black women are like girl I'm not doing that he cheats, I'm leaving him. Say I'm a prostitute, say I'm a whore, but I am leaving him. I'm going to get me another one. I'm going to walk down the street and I'm going to hold my head high. I I, I believe in that. Mm -hmm. you, you'll you be up on my Facebook today and you mess around with me. Girl, I'm taking you down and I'm putting up the next one that's coming and you're just going to have to deal with it because I'm not going to... When I got married, I had a girl who said on my Facebook, I'm getting married every six weeks or something. This was my second marriage in all my life. And I didn't care. I was annoyed because I thought she was small-minded. And the response that I wanted to give, I wouldn't give it because there are the people looking at my page. But I just wanted to cuss her out and say, listen, I'm not going to sit with a woman who is doing this and that to me just to say that I've been married for 30 years. This girl is not going to do it. So a lot of our women aren't doing that anymore. And I'm proud of us. Get married when you want to get married, sis. Don't get married if you don't want to get married. And leave when you're ready to leave. Because at the end of the day, you will be gaslit into staying in a relationship with someone who means you harm. And I don't care what religion you try to wrap this up in. My God that created me, my creator, does not want me to be unhappy. He does not want me to be unsafe. He does not want me to be abused, misused, or disrespected. So if that's what your God wants for you, I'm so sorry for that. But that's not what my God wanted for me. And so when he released me from my first marriage and he allowed me the blessing of my now marriage my forever marriage that was something I would have never experienced had I held on to that mess that I had in the beginning I had no idea whether I would get remarried or not that's a lie I knew I was going to be somebody's wife I didn't know whose wife I just knew it was going to be sent from God so at the end of the day mm -hmm. my husband was manifested he was prayed for prayed about prayed over you understand and I didn't pursue it until I got the green light from God all right fun fact time come on you ready yeah <laughs> okay yeah. So let's, before we get into it it's your week for the fun fact come on after this yeah fun fact okay 
yeah, I'll take that over. I'm doing that this week. And mine is very, very simple. And I thought it would be perfect for this because we're talking about, you know, our womanhood this week. And I, I my tattoo, you guys can't see it. You might have seen it on, oh, my video that went out. When, 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 did, we, when did we do a video? Was it yet? On Sunday, we did a video of me talking about dreadlocks. And you can see my lion on my left side, I think it is. Yeah, it's on my left side. I've got a lioness, yeah? Because I always say that I look like a lion and there are times when I feel like a lion, yeah? But did you know, and yeah, I said it to Kay the other day, and she was like, and don't laugh. If you know this, you know it. But did you know that the lioness is the head of her pack? Did you? Like they, I know that they hunt, but do you mean like they are... It's a matriarchy, is what you're saying. Yeah. In a lion pack. Proper matriarchy. Really? Yeah. I didn't know that. As far as the I details. didn't know that. When I told Kay, she literally looked at me like, you didn't know that? <laughs> so that is, I knew that they did the hunting. I didn't know that they were the bosses. But it only makes sense. It only yeah. makes sense. Because she's I'm the tell boss. You, she's the boss. Because those male lions just lay around. <laughs> Right? They just lay around. So they're like in poly relationships, but they are running things ultimately. Makes sense to me. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Makes perfect yeah. sense. <laughs> Makes perfect sense to me. Or something else. Okay, that's good. That is yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm going to jump back. We're going to jump back into the discussion and I'm going to do myth two. Yeah. And guys, this one is a pet peeve for me. Like I've got a personal relationship with this. Myth number two is black women are ratchet, lazy, or uneducated. And sisters out there, I'm talking about you, black melanated girl. I'm talking to you, melanated girl. Why is it that we've got to tear down each other? If a black girl has got on her long nails, they're long from here to, I don't know, to America, and she's got on her little shorts that torn up and all these things. Why do we have to class her if she's on top of her head doing a nice dance move? Why do we have to put her down? Like, as a black culture, as a culture, we are so diverse. We are diverse in the things that we like. We are diverse in the things that we do in the way that we do things. Yeah, we are so diverse that I don't see why someone should be called ratchet for the way they look or the way they speak or the way they say things. I mean, I look at some things and I think, okay, so that's how she does it. That's how she talks. That's how she behaves. That's what she likes. But I hate this word ratchet because I just think it's like, it's degrading. It's and especially when women are online using it against each other as a weapon to beat each other down. I find it very degrading. Yeah. But, and let's get into this thing of be, us being educated. girl. Do you know how many of us are out here as doctors? Do you know how many out of us out here are doing the thing? I, for one, I don't talk about my credentials because I think it's it, like, un unless you're giving me a job, why do you know about need to know about my credentials? Yeah, so I never talk about those things. If you go online, you won't find my credentials because I don't put them out. I'm from Jamaica and I've always believed that, listen, people are going to abuse you the more they know that. <laughs> the more they know that you have, the more they're going to try to pull you down. And I don't want nobody out there making, pulling down my life, their sole purpose. Yeah, so I never put things out there. But many of us are 
far beyond the education level of a lot of other cultures. Yes, some of us don't talk about it. And yes, some of us don't use the degrees that we went to school for, but that is a huge myth. If we look at statistics, my girl Yushima went and pulled some statistics together for me, of course. But if we look at statistics, in 2020, there was a new study showing that Black women were among those who were most educated in the United States. And that is believable. In South Africa, I know it's the same. In, in England, I know that there's a there's I know that the Black population is like not as big as, for example, the US. But yeah, in England, I think that not not that I think in England, I know that there are quite a huge percentage of black women who have higher education. Yeah. Um, what else? The National Center for Education Statistics, that's in, that's not here in the UK. We're talking about America at the minute. Black women have been obtaining degrees at a consistently high rate for the last eight years and counting. Eight years, guys. Eight. Imagine how many of us are out there. And then, you know what we need to remember? Because I think sometimes we don't give ourselves the compassion that we deserve and the care that we deserve. We sometimes forget that we are coming from a background of oppression, yeah? That our mothers, when people are looking at our mothers and our, our grandmothers are saying, oh, they're not educated, they're forgetting the system that they lived in and the, what they went through and the fact that getting an education, first of all, some of them couldn't. Second of all, some of them couldn't even think of getting an education because they were worried about making sure their kids were, were okay, trying to get a job that would pay them to make sure that their family were okay, Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to throw out any more statistics, but by both race and gender, Black women are definitely doing well in the education space. We are educated. It is time that we stop calling our sisters ratchet and lazy. Like, not because somebody doesn't have a degree doesn't mean that they're ratchet, sis. It doesn't mean that. Not because someone dances and her parts are showing doesn't mean that she's, you know, less than we are. It doesn't mean that she's less than... Not we, because I'm not including that. Because, girl, if I could do some of those dance moves that them girls could do, I'll be doing them. <laughs> I'm going to be doing them. If I had a bum to twerk, I would Let's probably see. not be on this podcast because I'll be twer twerking and making my money. And nobody could tell me anything different. Only fans. Mm -hmm. That's right. So, you have anything else to add to that? Come on. No, that, that's all I've got, I've got to say. Like, just stop. Just stop. It's definitely a myth. Statistic shows and Kimon says so. And I'm gonna say 71% of black women hold master's degrees. That's it, we're gonna keep it moving. The gag is <laughs> listen, it really doesn't matter what your educational status is. You are still mm -hmm. the blueprint. You're the prototype for every group who wants to be you, emulate you, copy you, and possess you. Keep doing you, sis. Be loud and proud and do whatever makes you happy. We stand in full support of you. We're going to keep it moving. All right. Yeah. So come on. What are you reading? We're talking about education now, Chad. What you reading today? <laughs> oh, guys, if, if you didn't, um, I don't know who knows because I don't know where. I, was it last week that I let everyone know that I wasn't well? So I wasn't well. I wasn't well. I think I got my periods. Yeah, we're all girls here. I got my periods. When was it? Friday or Saturday? I think Friday. Finally. It's finished mm -hmm. now, so. I got my periods on Friday, but up to, 
like that last week I was just the worst I've been in a long long time it was really really bad so I didn't do any reading last week I legit didn't I didn't work I didn't do anything so I'm still having to complete my book that I was reading from the week before that one page marketing plan by Alan Dibb so I'm gonna finish that and then I will come back with something else hopefully next week I'm back at work today so yeah you guys, Kamon did a video. I want you to go check it out on just dot Kamon. J-U-S-T dot K-E-M-O-N-E. Had me in tears about her experience with PMDD, <laughs> you guys. I mean, ugly crying. Oh no, I have it on my, I have it on my, what is it called? Which my, one? it's on my TikTok. Oh, it's TikTok. Yeah, guys, I've started a new TikTok and guys, I'm not well, good with it. Sorry. So any tips you can give, <laughs> I would be grateful. I am so not good with this TikTok thing, but I'm trying. It's on my TikTok and my TikTok is, what is it? It's just it's come on. Come on. Is it? Just come on as well. Girl, I don't know what it is. We'll have it in. If Yushima says it's just come on, then it's just come on. I believe it's just come on, but I could be wrong, <laughs> but I thought it was just come on. Okay, so I'm reading for work. It has been super busy. I'm still doing my 124 days of gratitude, my gratitude journal, which has really helped me with my attitude, my moods, <laughs> and my outlook, right? Because we talk about the study all the time that acknowledging things that you're grateful for every day when you wake up and a little something before you go to bed, it actually does raise your serotonin levels, dopamine levels and everything. It just helps you to be calm and relaxed and more and happier in your day-to-day -day life. So that's what I've been doing. That is it. That is it. Okay. So we are going to move on to myth number three. Girl, this one takes me out every time. And I know Kamon was like, what we're not going to do is a whole bunch of statistics, but let me tell you something about you, Shima. <laughs> I love a good statistic, honey, because people would try to argue you down. And I remember doing this 25 years ago, and this is a little bit off. I didn't give the myth yet, but but follow me. Um, I used uh -huh. to be head of something called Just Us. I created a program it's like 25 years ago now uh, for the YWCA about racial justice. I was in the racial justice department. I don't know why they would put me there knowing that I was like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, um, my thing was to shatter stereotypes, right? Justice under simple terms, understanding stereotypes. That's what just us meant. That was the acronym. Mm -hmm. And so I was really big on making sure I clarified this. So they would always say it's more black men in jail than in prison. I mean, then in, then in college, it's more black men in jail than college. And I just did not feel like that was true in my spirit. I didn't feel like it was true. I heard President Obama say it, and I cringe every time I hear somebody say this. What it is, you guys, is that they took the ages 18 to 65 mm -hmm. of men who were in college, who were in jail. They added those up, ages 18 to 65 in jail. They added all those up. And then they went to colleges and counted black men ages and looked at the enrollment for ages 18 to 24 and added them. Who who be doing your statistics in America? Because why are your statistics so, so why, why are they such a mess? Because if they showed the truth, there is no correlation. They could not keep the ideology of white supremacy alive if they actually showed the truth. 
the truth. You need to show me these statistics. Let me go make some money off these people because I'm going to break down them. You can't do statistics like that. The groups, the age groups have got to match. They Mm -hmm. have got to match. Otherwise, and then, yeah, let me, let me not put on my maths hat. Because that sampling is just shit. It You're is, looking at a group of guys, men. From I swear age I'm not. My apology. Say it's so skewed, and that's why when people try to come at me with information that put, paints us in a bad light, right? Um, I always look at them sideways, and especially when it's us, I'm like, "Girl, you ain't do your research." Because when they put out information like this, it's a it's a, a reason. It's a method to the madness, right? It's to make yeah. you feel bad about yourself. But we're going to move on to myth number three. Myth number three. I'm going to take up that button and, and write a paper on that because okay. you cannot have yeah. that. That's you can't. There's something in, in, in statistics called inferencing. You've got to look at your data as a statistician, as a researcher. When you do a piece of research or you've a piece of research, you've got to be able to determine it's got to give facts about a population so the population that we're looking at is men black men in america then yeah Mm -hmm. but then if we're looking if we're comparing the two and we're looking at 18 to 24 in one one group and 18 to 65 in one group there is so much disparity there's so much differences so it yeah it's it doesn't make sense, y'all. It doesn't make sense. But I'm going to take up that button. I'm going to write a paper on that. And I'm going sh- to just show why it just does not make sense. Baby, I have written several. And my professors, either they liked me or they hated me. Some of them loved me. But a lot of them was like, I just can't wait till you get up out of my class. Because I was coming and I was breaking it down. And I had, I showed where I got my information from. And I showed where they got theirs from and how it was skewed but myth number three black women are crazy you had the patience i this is probably going to be another podcast for another day but you know i wanted to study law yeah i've always wanted to study law and because i was in south africa and we still have racism there we still have issues there i decided when i decided to go because i'd already done my degree in in psychology yeah Mm -hmm. and when i decided to go back to university i I was stuck trying to figure out what can I study? And I ended up doing maths only because maths is factual. It is either right or wrong. It is not opinion-based. And that's why I did maths. It was not because maths was this thing that I wanted to study. I did not trust that I could have, and that is really sad because Mm -hmm. I could not trust that I would have someone mark my opinion and give me a fair grade if it did not align with theirs. And that is scary to 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 have to go through as a black woman. It is extremely scary. But I'm sure a lot of other women are, are, are out there like that. You'll fight with professors. And I just didn't want to go through that every time I'm fighting with you. I remember we did one course and it was an entrepreneurial entrepreneurial course. And this girl, who was a colored girl, got a high mark. And we all looked at her and were like, what? How did you get 19? We got 18 and 70. That doesn't make sense because you don't even know what's happening in the class. And when we looked at it, we literally had to get a group of black students together and go to the lecture and say, mark this again. And we didn't care that she was upset because in my opinion and in the opinion of, of my colleagues, we had to be marked fair. And it, she only got that grade, grade because of her race. She only got that grade because of her race. So imagine having to do that for all my modules. I wasn't going to do that. I was I, not going to do that. 
I got tired of fighting, but I, every day in my life, and I think we've talked about this before, I've always felt like everything was a fight. And for something as simple as that, right? I work, I do my homework, I do my research, I write my paper, I follow the stipulations that you put before me. We have APA or M, M something here in the United States, right? I wrote my paper in a format that you wanted it, right? And because of who I am and because mm -hmm. of who you are, you're going to give me a lower grade because you may not like what I said. And this is off topic, you guys. And we're going to go to myth number three, but you know, we get sidetracked. We both have ADHD and come along <laughs> for the ride. Come along for the ride. You'll enjoy it. Okay. Hop on this train and hold on to the caboose, honey. So I was just watching this mom yesterday. She was in front of the school board and she works for the CIA. I think we're going to... Uh, probably do this in one of the reaction videos. Come on, hasn't seen it, but I'm gonna give a brief synopsis. So her issue was that she she helped her daughter with her homework prepare for some test or something. Usually the dad helps with the homework, but this day they swapped out. And she said, I was so disturbed by what I saw. And it asked one of the questions on this test that she had to study for was the truth about African history before they became slaves in America. And do you know that the correct answer was they were slaves. They were always slaves and servants, even in Africa. Wow. That is what they're teaching. And so in Africa, how, where we are kings and queens, <laughs> doctors, mathematicians, masons, right? Uh, like all the things. Yeah. So this is what yeah. they're teaching our children in the United States. And she said, it's a difference between choosing not to tell it at all. It's a difference between choosing not to say anything about it. And it's a difference between that and lying to my child outright. Because that's what you're doing. Brainwashing our children. Brainwashing our children. So that they can feel bad about who they are, right? Because I heard an Asian guy say, the difference between me, the difference between me and you, and he was talking to a Black guy, he said, it's culture. I know my culture. He was like, and I can go back centuries. I can go back thousands of years. You know what I mean? And he was saying that in, in not to be like rude or whatever, but they mm -hmm. were having a discussion about just knowing, like it's just something in the knowing who you are, like how important it is. So it's- And you know, guys, it's black history. So we're going to have to have these discussions, yeah. but you know, there is some truth to that. There is actually a lot of truth to that because they can trace I don't know where in Africa I'm from. I don't know where my lineage come from comes from. There are guesses because I am in direct I'm a direct descendant of Nani of the Maroon. Yeah. But we don't know our history like that. We don't. We don't know where we came from. We don't. And it's something empowering about who you are, knowing who you are, whose you yeah. are, right? Who you belong to, your lineage. And so I understand who I am. I understand who I am as far, as far back as I can, going back to the Bible, Deuteronomy 23, 28. We're not even going to get into it right now. But I understand who I am. It took years. It took research, prayer, and understanding, discernment, and the Holy Spirit himself and herself, right? <laughs> but a lot of us may not have that sense of pride that comes with knowing. And so that's why we have to create our own blueprint. What do we want this to look like for our kids, right? What do we want this yeah. to look like for ourselves and our family? We're going to keep on going, myth number three. You may have to cut this out and put this at the beginning of the end, child, because this is totally off. Okay. 
Myth number three. No, guys, it's going to stay here. We're going to continue. But we're going to continue this discussion on another podcast, maybe next week, because it's going to be the last day of Black History Month. But I think that it's important for us to have these discussions, because as we're talking about these things, I think next week's next week's topic should be looking at the spaces that we've experienced racism in and the spaces where we've been, you know, pulled from our culture as a people. You know what I mean? I think that would be a good discussion next week, but we'll think about it and then we'll see. Okay, my darling, Kamoy, go ahead and give us myth number three. Black women are crazy. First of all, (laughs) usually when I hear men say this, it is because they have been caught up in some foolishness and now they're getting the repercussions that come from disrespecting, lying to, and, you know, uh, hurting a Black woman. So when they receive the receiving end, when they're on the receiving end of whatever punishment or consequence they should get, now the Black woman is crazy, right? Let's look at the definition Mm -hmm. of crazy. Let's look at this definition. Let's break it down. So the definition of crazy is having a diseased or abnormal mind, insane. The second definition is not sensible or logical, like, oh, that's a crazy idea. Number three is very excited or pleased. Let's look at this closely. Let's break it down. Number one, having a diseased mind or abnormal mind and or being insane. If substance abuse and or mental illness is the indicator of a disease and or abnormal mind, we have statistics from the Kaiser Family Foundation that shows us how we align mentally among our white and Hispanic counterparts. So let's see, where do we line up in the diseased or abnormal mind. Let's look at the abnormal mind first. We can we can consider that a mental illness, right? Um, our white counterparts, 26% report having a mental illness. Hispanic counterparts report 19% and black, 17%. All right, so as far as mental illnesses, we are third, last out of that particular group. As far as substance use disorders, our white counterparts rank 19%. Our black sisters and brothers are 16% and our Hispanic counterparts, 14%. All right. Mental illness and or substance use disorder. So this can be any of the things. 36% of our white sisters and brothers, allies, counterparts, report having a mental illness and or substance use disorder combined. 27% of our Hispanics, sisters and brothers reported. And as far as black people, we're at 28%, which is in the middle, right? But we're only 1% higher than the Hispanic population. So when you look at these statistics, we can debunk that immediately. There's nothing crazy about us. Statistically, it's not. I don't have time to go back and forth with the foolishness that's on the tick and the tocks, the face in the books, the instas and the grams, okay? I just look at numbers. I'm not the mathematician, but I love doing research and we're going to keep it moving. These statistics show that we are least likely to have mental illness and or substance abuse issues. Let's keep it going. The second definition for crazy is not sensible or logical. I believe our track record for being the most educated group in the United States debunks this one, but we're going to keep on going, okay? That doesn't cover the brilliant minds who didn't get a secondary education. 
but decided to creatively support themselves and or their families without the support of anyone else. Don't take my word for it. According to ScienceDaily.com, sex comparisons are super easy for researchers to conduct after an experiment is already done. If they find something, it gets another publication. If not, it gets ignored, according to Dr. Elliott. Publication bias is common in sex difference research, she added, because the topic garners high interest. Sex differences are sexy, she says, but this false impression that there's a such thing as a male brain and a female brain has had a wide impact on how we treat boys and girls, men and women, Dr. Elliot said. The truth is that there is no universal species-wide brain uh, no university species-wide brain features that differ between the sexes. Rather, the brain is like other organs, such as the heart and the kidneys, which are similar enough to be transplanted between men and women successfully. These myths about women being emotional and men being logical do not match up with the violence and lack of self-control one sex shows in comparison to the other sex in general. It looks like these studies are also skewed to show the man in a heightened state in comparison to women. At the end of the day, men and women use both logic and have emotions. And if you have emotions, that doesn't X out logic. And if you have logic, it doesn't X out emotions. That's the dumbest thing I've never, okay. <laughs> okay, girl, when I was doing this, baby, okay. Number three, and then we're gonna just go on to the next thing. The third definition is very excited or pleased. I don't know about you, Kamon, but I can attest to being very excited and well-pleased with women in general, Black, white, Hispanic, Asian, and indifferent, okay? And personally, right freaking now, I'm feeling downright excited and well-pleased. So yeah, maybe I am crazy. Let's keep going to <laughs> All right, let's keep on going. All right. <laughs> You wrapped that up in a bow. <laughs> no, I, I don't agree with that myth because, well, you know what? There was this time on social media when it used to irk me so bad. I've dated outside of my race. I I even remember back in the day, I was very angry with something someone said. And first of all, I hate when someone calls me racist for talking about the facts of the world and what's happening in it because I can't be racist. Black people cannot be racist. It doesn't matter how you twist it, how you turn it. We cannot be racist. By default, we cannot be racist. So I remember back then someone had said something, but I was so annoyed. I, it, I think it happened on, on Facebook. And my response was, I don't see color. Yeah. And years later, I looked at them. And I thought, but I actually do see color. I see color and I appreciate people for who they are and what they are, because I appreciate that we're all different. We are so different in so many ways. But there was this time when people, there was this whole uha on, I think it's before the pandemic, actually, where people were up in arms about, you know, people dating outside of their race and stuff like that. And I thought, I mean, we are so I thought that we were so far ahead as humanity that people younger than me wouldn't see this thing as crazy. Yeah. But 
people were being accused, men were being accused, women were being accused. But the thing that we've got to understand is that we're all, no matter how race, no matter how or gender, we're all raised in different households, yeah? And in our different households, there are things that happened, there are things that didn't happen. There, We come with our own baggage. We come with our own way of living life, our own way of doing things. Maybe that black girl who everyone is calling crazy because this guy did something to her and just she just thought, I'm gonna wreck your car. I'm gonna show you that you hurt me. Maybe that's how she was raised into dealing with conflict. But it doesn't mean that it is the dictation of the whole Black race. It is a dictation of who she is as a woman. She just doesn't know how to deal with conflict. Yeah? Or she just didn't know how to deal with that particular conflict. So I had a huge issue with this with this thing. And I thought, it's, it's saddening to see us talk about people like this, where Black men were defending themselves to say that they don't date Black women because we are crazy, because we are this, because we are that. Everybody comes with their own issues. It doesn't matter their race. It doesn't matter their culture. You're either going to fit with someone or you're not going to fit with someone. I've dated outside of my race. I've dated in my race. I've dated across generations because I do young, old. It's, if I, I told you guys in a previous podcast, I like people for their minds. I like the minds first, the soul, and then we go from there. Yeah. So it, it's sad that we have to diss an entire race to get our points across sometimes or an entire gender of people just to make ourselves give validation to our choices because we don't have to. If you want to date a white woman, that's your choice. If you want to date a white man, that's your choice. If you want to date Asian, Hispanic, that's your choice. It's got nothing to do with the entire race because you've not met the entire race. And at the end of the day, if you have to put down black women for you to feel comfortable dating white women, then that's a, a self-hate issue that you have. You got mama issues, daddy issues. There's something wrong with you, right? Because that has been a narrative as well. They go online and they talk about how horrible these Black women are. Um, the Black women that's held them down, that supported them and took care of them up until this point to where they feel like, you know what, I'm about to slide up over here now that I've gotten to the echelon where I feel like I can, you know, cross races, right? Um, and I feel like that is just the worst thing. Do what you want to do without putting somebody else down. Do what you want to do. Who cares who you date? I don't care where you stick what. I don't care. That's none of my business. Who cares who you stick it in, where you stick? That's not my, that's not my business. Um, but don't put down another race in order to get in good with that race because at the end of the day these black men are finding out the grass is not green in them it doesn't make no so no sense it doesn't it's make not. no sense these men and people women come with baggage regardless Everybody. of their race or it's gender the person you choose regardless to i was married to a yeah. white man for several years my first son is mixed okay you would never know it because I act mm -hmm. the same with everybody. I was the same person then as I am today. Nothing about me has yeah. changed except I've gotten wiser. All right. Naughty or nice, come on. Naughty or nice, you know. No, it's you who must do this week, can I? Do I have to do so it? So I'm going to okay. ask you, naughty or nice. Oh, shoot. Yeah. This, this is, is not a drill. drill. Let's play naughty or nice. <laughs> Are you scared? A little bit. <laughs> okay, my to... darling, Kamoi. Which one do you want? Naughty or nice? Have we ever picked nice? I don't think we have. 
I think you have ones. But pick whichever one you want. I'm not picking it today. Give me naughty. You're picking naughty. Okay. Um, would you? <laughs> okay, let's play. What is it? Kiss, marry, kill. Oh God. Yeah. Okay. okay. I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you some of the people that I likened now. So would you? Would you? So kiss, marry, or kill. Mm -hmm. Will Smith. Mm -hmm. Will Smith. Um, what's Rihanna's boyfriend's name? Is that Rocky? Rocky. Yeah, he just looks sweet. I just like his braids. Would okay. So Will Smith, ASAP Rocky, or Denzel Washington? Oh, girl. <laughs> so that's first of all, I would do none of these things with any of these men because I am a happily married woman. However, for the sake of this podcast. <laughs> That's my disclaimer. For the sake of this podcast, I have to participate. Okay, so husband, yeah, you have to fast forward this part because I know you be listening to us. Go on and fast forward, and I'll let you know when to come back on in. Give me about thirty seconds. Okay, so I would kiss Will Smith on the cheek because I don't know where his lips have been. Okay, they girl, be we all lot. brush our teeth after doing whatever we it do. That ain't enough. That ain't enough. Um, and Denzel, uh, we are jumping the broom if his wife were not a factor, okay? Need to put these all these disclaimers out. I can't just play the game straight because, you know, so many different things about <laughs> And I'm sorry, ASAP Rocky, I want to take you from your new baby. I wouldn't necessarily <laughs> kill you, but I might just harm you a little bit. Cause I don't want to kill nobody. <laughs> we need to change this game. That was stressful. That's it. That's my answer. <laughs> That's my answer. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> all right. So with that, I'm going to jump into myth number four. Girl, this one. Yes. Black women are aggressive. For all my black sister out there, stop for a moment. Pause this podcast and think about how many times have you been called aggressive? Just how many times? Think about that. Mm -hmm. Okay, you're back. You've thought about it and it's over 10 times, yeah? With everything we say, we've got to be careful not to overgeneralize. There are some of us who are aggressive, some of us who are crazy, yeah? Mm -hmm. And we want to be aggressive. We want to be crazy because that's how we enjoy showing up in our world, yeah? But... Isn't it such, well, it, it irks me. It irks me. I've got a big voice. I can't help it. I've got a big, strong voice. Mm. I used to be the debater who would be debating in front of a whole room of people. And I don't have to use a mic because I've got a big voice. Yeah. Mm. I'm deaf in one ear. And I don't know if that helps me to protect my voice more, but I'm telling you that I legit have big, have a big voice. But you know, when you're talking to someone and you're cool, you're calm, you're collected, and you are saying something, and you've just got a big voice. And all of a sudden, you're being told that you need to tone down your voice or calm down, and you're thinking, what? What? What did you just say? Are you talking to me? You're not talking to me, are you? But I think that it, it is something that with everything, with every single thing, I love my housewives. I watch all these things. When Maya threw the drink, on Wendy yeah it was like it didn't happen 
it didn't happen. I haven't watched the reunion yet. Yeah, yeah, but it was like it didn't happen. Everybody on the internet wanted to make it seem as though it was just a small thing. Yeah, this woman was aggressive at that point. She was so aggressive. But Wendy opened her mouth to defend herself. And, oh, she's too dark, so she's very aggressive. It is time that we, as a people... And I, I don't let anybody get away with it. I will ask for your boss. I will report you. I will ask for my call to be pulled. I want it to be listened to because I want to know what I said that was so aggressive, what, what I said in which way that came off so aggressive, yeah? And tell me, outside of my race, outside of my color, what made you think that I was being aggressive? So it's time that we, we show up for ourselves and say we're not having it anymore because unless we start fighting the stereotype, it is just going to progress, 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 progress. Sometimes the people who come to you and they, they're crying and they're like, you know, they got in trouble or this person is shouting at them because they're saying they're aggressive and you're like, what? You don't even know how to shout. What are you talking about? You, sh you shouted at somebody? Are you sure they were, they were talking to you? They weren't talking to the person behind you? Yeah, so... I don't think we're aggressive. I think it's a myth, 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 myth. It's got myth written all over it. Yes, we've got a strong voice when we want to be strong. We, I travel with all my ancestors and when things go bad, all my ancestors come out and we're ready to fight. But it doesn't mean that walking into a room, I'm aggressive. And it doesn't mean that any black woman walking into a room sitting there is aggressive. Sometimes people are talking about we look at them aggressively. How can I look at you aggressively? I don't like you. Maybe I'm looking at you like I don't like you. But a white woman can do it. A Hispanic woman can do it. An Asian woman can do it. And you won't think the same thing. An Asian woman could be choking me to death and you won't think that she's aggressive. A white woman can be slapping me across my face and you won't be thinking she's aggressive. What makes us aggressive? That's, That's it. all I've got to say on that. That's it. And I'm going to tell you, and then we're going to move on because we're not going to stay on this. Mm -hmm. One thing about it, when they use these trigger words, right? We have to decide if it's worth it or not. I've learned arguing anything about race, religion, or politics never changes the mind of your enemy. It just doesn't. Sometimes trying to edify people is like throwing your pearls to the swine. And it's not my job to educate you all the time. I hit 40, I was done with that. I used to try to get people to see things from a different perspective, another point of view. What if you took, no, people are intentionally ignorant, okay? This has become a game for folks. You can't tell me in the 2000s where you have access to all the information in the world, as skewed as it is, you could look up four or five different things and you, know, you, can, you can look it up on four or five different places and, and look at the biasness and unbiasedness of it and may come up with your own conclusion. But at the end of the day, if you're ignorant, it's because you chose to be. And I had an energy at a time for that. I also agree job. with that. I'm done. Mm -hmm. And Black women have a right to show up in some spaces aggressively, just like mm -hmm. anybody else. So if we do show up and we're aggressive, you deserved it. All right? Most <laughs> of the time. I'm not going to sit here and say <laughs> every time, but I'll, I'll put uh, generalization on is something that I, I, I rarely do. Um, you probably deserved it, right? Most of the time. So at the end of the day, we show up in your face and we are being aggressive. Check yourself and see what you did, said, or, or implied in order to get that behavior. <laughs> back to you. 
Okay. So that was even when they implied. <laughs> That's implied. true, though. You know what I mean? Because people play these games with you and have these microaggressions, and you're supposed to not respond to that, right? You're supposed to be the calm one at all times and de-escalate the situation at all times. People tired. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of that. You know what I'm saying? I'm tired. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to instigate it, but no, it depends on the day. Did I take my medicine? That is, that may be the qualifier. Okay. <laughs> Myth number five. <laughs> All right. Come on. Myth number five. Okay. So this one, you guys, Black women don't take care of themselves. That's the myth. I know truth when I see it. And this statement is not totally false. However, the fact that we fail to take care of ourselves and at first it was like black women let themselves go, right? It's because we're helping y'all, the ones complaining about us letting ourselves go. If you weren't so needy, we could focus on ourselves and handle our business. Listen, if we've let ourselves go, it is because we're helping others. We're so focused on making sure the people around us are taken care of that we put ourselves last and then we are reprimanded and talked about for doing the very thing that is required of us from everyone around us. It's very confusing to be a black woman because when we give in and we do the things that people need us to do, it's a problem. If we don't, we're selfish. I don't know. Do you, sis? Don't worry about what other people need from you. So there are several studies that's being conducted to justify the harm that the medical community does to Black women. The medical community actually teaches that we have a higher threshold for pain, which results in receiving subpar medical assistance, which you know, resulting in a much higher mortality rate during childbirth. Implicit bias and racial disparities in healthcare is a great article, and it's an issue that's recently been highlighted. So this really isn't anything new, come on, you know that, right? It isn't anything new, it's just we're choosing to highlight it now. Black people are okay. simply not receiving the same quality of healthcare that their white counterparts receive. And this second rate healthcare is shortening their lives. If you go to the doctor's office with complaints of fatigue, joint pain, swelling, skin problems, abdominal pain, or digestive issues, recurring fever, swollen glands, and other issues, your symptoms may be minimized and you could very well be suffering from an autoimmune disease. We have to be intentional about the way that we show up for ourselves, especially when our health and our wellness is concerned. You need to be an active participant in your physical wellness. Here's some ways to hold your healthcare provider accountable. First of all, research your doctor. Well, first, research your symptoms. But before you present them with what you found, give them the opportunity to give their perspective, right? Most doctors hate a Google search. So don't go in there self-diagnosing because they will shut you down and close you out quickly. Um, but if they fail to provide you with the answers that you're looking for, you have a right to present your findings in a respectful manner. Next, research your doctor. There are some limitations on those who have a certain type of insurance and no insurance at all, however, it's still good to know the population that your doctors have served and whether or not they've ever been accused of malpractice or inappropriate and unethical behaviors with their patients. PCP, my primary care physician is a black woman, come on, she is the bomb. 
We work well together to ensure that my specialists are on the same page with our goals for my health care. I always carry a medical diary with me with a list of doctor's visits, symptoms, treatments, prescriptions, and the next steps for whatever issue I went in there with. It's a great way to share my past treatments with my doctors, as well as a way to hold them to a standard of care that's well-documented. Documentation is everything. Black women have always been shamed for the body that people now try to replicate out here looking like disfigure ants, right? There's many reasons why Black women are called obese and may have a difficult time losing weight. First of all, that whole BMI chart is bull crap. No matter what, weight I am, my BMI is always going to be obese or overweight, right? It's because of the way that our body shapes are, the way that we are built. The racist roots of fighting obesity has a great article that talks about the BMI charts and the, the racial disparities in that particular issue. There's other reasons why Black women have difficulty losing weight. Systemic racism, polycystic polycystic ovarian syndrome, also known as PCOS, hypothyroidism, and stress. You guys do the research. Do the research. It's out there. If you're interested in knowing more about this, maybe we can have a separate podcast that just talks about this. Um, but if this is something you're interested in, look, look into it. The truth is that although we have all these issues against us, we are still finding ways to take care of ourselves. My girl, Kamal, is the healthiest person that I know on this planet. <laughs> she does not put sugar in her tea. She eats sour oatmeal. I don't know what the hell that is, but she She's crazy, she this child. <laughs> she loves it. You understand? She eats salads and fruits and vegetables, and she is the healthiest person I know. Most of the people around me are healthy. So I balance it out, right? Because I do both. I'm going to eat a burger. And I'm also eat a salad, right? So I'm I'm the balance in our relationship. I'm more than balance it out. I'm a sugar addict. Yeah, but you've been maintaining. You have really come through with not allowing that sugar addiction to take over. You've been doing real good. Yeah, but even with through my addiction, I love, I love food, and I love what food does for us. I, I grew up. How do I say this? I grew up very cultured where, where food is concerned in the sense that I grew up knowing that food is what makes me. It will make me or break me. So, and I'm blessed because I can't take a lot of the medications that the medical um, industry, they create. For whatever reason, my ancestors are in my body and they're like, no, we're not accepting this. So I've got to cure myself with food and herbs and bush and all that. So I think that makes a huge difference. Well, you're a magical being. But otherwise, I do eat a lot of rubbish. Mm. What can come on considers rubbish? She's like, girl, I had two oranges today. I'd be like, girl. No, you should don't be telling these people what? that. Girl, I can <laughs> eat a whole cake. I haven't done it in a long time because I've not been had. stressed out in my life, but I eat rubbish. I eat rubbish, rubbish, rubbish. Hey, if you saw the snacks around me, everywhere I go, y'all keep snacks with me because I have a fear of not having something. And when I'm hungry, I have a real problem with that. The bottom line is this, there are more <laughs> Black women taking care of themselves now than within the last 20 years. My mom was in pretty good health growing up. Our grandmothers worked very hard. I don't know how they did it because they did not sleep 
if you had the traditional grandmother that was up cooking at the crack of dawn, that stayed up past your bedtime, they walked everywhere, they took care of themselves, right? And they still may have been overweight. That wasn't because they were lazy. They were stressed out. Their cortisol level didn't allow them to break down insulin and do all the things that they needed to do for their bodies to have a higher metabolism to burn fat. Their bodies were protecting them from the stress that they were feeling, right? So at the end of the day, before you look at another Black woman and say that there's something wrong with her because of her weight, consider that there are other issues and reasons behind why we may be overweight. And one of those reasons may be because they like their bodies the way that they are. When I was fat, I didn't really know I was fat for real. I still thought I was fine, okay? I never felt any <laughs> different. I just knew I had to get some bigger clothes than everybody else. That was annoying, but I never felt ugly. So when I hear people speaking so bad about my girls out here that choose to be slim thick or thick thick or super thick, the only thing I can say is mind your business. Okay, mind your business. More Black women are becoming more health conscious. We're doing yoga, meditation, mental health, um, going to see therapists and everything else, which is helping us in our overall health. So give us some grace. Give us time. Stop stressing us out. Leave us alone and mind your business. That's all I can. That's all I <laughs> yeah, and you know, I'm not disagreeing with anything that you said because it's all it's all um it's the other side of the coin. But I also agree that this is a myth because we've got to understand that there's Western there's a Western way of living, and then there there are different ways of living. We're from an African background, and even though we were stolen from Africa, a lot of us, our parents, our grandparents, our great-grandparents, they stuck close to our culture. And our culture included walking, walking everywhere they went, eating from the land, eating only from the land, not eating processed foods and all those things. So I think that we have to remember when we're looking at these type of research that who are they What's their sample? Who are they collecting data from? Because you're not going to get a true picture of Black people if you're not looking at all Black people. There are Black people who, are, who aren't even going to take part in your research because that's not a part of their culture. That's not a part of what they do. That's not a part of who they are. And to them, it's like that's one another thing that you're trying to bring into their world that shouldn't be inside of it. So I always take these these things with with a grain of salt these statistics with a grain of salt because we say nowadays that there's more rape than than however many years ago but are there more rapes are there more molestations in families or are we just collecting more statistics yeah so i do think that it is a myth that black women don't take care of themselves taking care of yourselves can mean other things taking care of yourselves for some women can mean making sure that their family is okay yeah taking care of myself even when i was running myself dry looking after my family working all my money giving it to them and you know not getting any sleep and stuff but i was taking care of myself i had my medical my medical my medical checks very often taking taking care of myself meant three weeks three months working three weeks off non-stop and in my three weeks I'm just resting and traveling the world so 
yes, we're doing things differently. We are doing things differently, but does it mean that we're not taking care of ourselves? By whose standard are we not taking care of ourselves? What is taking care of yourself? Self-care will look completely different for other people. To some people, it's just going home from work and laying on my bed and not being bothered by my children. I just want to watch some TV and that's enough care for myself because I've done my day's work. No population, no race, no gender, no body is going to be resting all the days of their lives or doing self-care all the days of their life. Because get what? guess what? We out here have bills to pay and we've got responsibilities. And unfortunately, those responsibilities are going to take our time from stuff. But does it mean that we're not taking care of ourselves? Because John did a survey and John said taking care of yourselves meant, meant brushing your teeth three times a day instead of two. Does it mean that I'm not taking care of myself because I only brush twice? So with this, I, I think it's a myth that we aren't taking care of ourselves. There are people in Africa, there are populations in Africa, there are, population, there are populations in Jamaica. We've got a place called a compound town in, in Jamaica. We've got where those people, they live by African traditions. They're not coming out to go to no hospital because they're not ill. Their bodies are perfectly fine. They live off the land. They're out there curing cancer and living perfectly fine, not getting these diseases that we're getting out here. Nobody's gone, nobody's ever taken their statistics. Nobody's realized that, you know, men are getting from, people are getting from age one to 100, never having gone to a doctor's visit, never having had an issue with themselves. So that's definitely a myth for me. And I think this comes from within our community, you know, um, there's this black women hate train that everybody's hopping in on um, in the U.S. for some reason. And I think it's driven by black men. And now that their leader has died, and I'm just talking about the toxic black men, Kevin, whatever his name was, I can't even remember, child. Uh, we have these other bootleg versions of him popping up. And it's just unfortunate because I don't see other races do this. If they do, they're not in my algorithm in any of the social medias. So I don't know, I'm sure they do, but I don't know. Um, but they just always have something to say. Black women let themselves go. Black women, you know, don't take care of themselves. And it's a narrative. And if it's true, and if it's a black woman in your life that's not taking care of herself, is it because she's too busy taking care of you? Okay, uh -huh. let's move on to manifesting. I have an attitude today. I don't know if you can tell. But this subject is <laughs> really proud <rowdy>. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Shall we wrap this one up? Because I think that we've done our five myths. I said what I've got to say. Have you said what you've got to say on the topic? Hey, you guys. And if I seem aggressive, I do apologize. I get passionate with subjects like this. So let's just chalk it up to me being assertive and not aggressive. <laughs> and don't nobody come talk about we're aggressive over here listen. otherwise go listen to some other pod podcasts right <laughs> it's not for you all right yeah this is not the one yeah okay but okay so we'll wrap it up shall we wrap it up with what you're manifesting this week yeah let's end on a high note um i am manifesting consistency in going live okay and being productive in every facet. So whatever I'm doing, it needs to give me an outcome. Something. Yeah. I need to have an outcome. A projected outcome is necessary before I would even consider doing anything else on my plate this, this week. What about you, Kamal? What are you manifesting? 
That's a good one. I hope that things align for you. For me, I'm actually manifesting my health getting back on track for the week. I want to feel stronger. I'm not there yet. So I want to feel stronger this week so I can just push through my two weeks because honey, them two weeks are on their way and I've just got to make the most of these two weeks. And then I'm also manifesting, hitting all my deadlines. I've got loads, loads, loads of deadlines this week. I've got people's books to put out and I've got people's things to do. And I'm manifesting just doing all that I need to do. One week off work is not good, darling. My work pile is like very high like it's over tipping at the moment so manifesting just dealing with all of that and just having a good week really yes i'm with you on that and i i, I second that that's good i know you've had a busy week and i know you have to make up some things so i'm hoping and praying sending good intentions and good goodwill to you to get that stuff done all right well thank, thank you, you darling thank you and thank you our listeners for joining the system podcast remember to like our video, subscribe, follow, and share. That's right, my sisters. Thank you so much for, for tuning in. Be sure to listen to our podcast every Tuesday at 7 a.m. Central and 1 p.m. GMT. Don't forget. Remember to also follow us on social media, guys. We've been asking you. You know, there are far more listeners on our podcast than there are followers on social media. Follow us. Come and engage with us. Yushima and I even went live on Yushima's TikTok. TikTok. You know what we're going to do? We're going to put all the all the links in the description box for you guys to follow us on our personal stuff as well as the system stuff. But we went live on Yushima's. Well, we tried to go live on Yushima's um, <laughs> TikTok. <laughs> guys, I really need to get into this TikTok game. But do follow us. It is the System Podcast. And remember, System it's the SIS for sisterhood. And once you find us on one platform, you will find us on all of them. Check us out on Linktree. It is Linktree slash The System Podcast or at The System Podcast. All right. Don't forget to check us out on our YouTube channel on Wednesdays and Thursdays for more video content. Join us on some Saturdays at 5 o'clock a.m. Central Time, which is 11 o'clock a.m., GMT for live at five. You can leave us your questions and stories in the comments or DM us, DM us if you would like to remain anonymous. You guys, we need more followers in order for us to be able to go live on these platforms. I've been your host, Yushima Kamoy Cherry Burks. And I am Kimon Brown Chabalala. Oh, hang on. Before we go, guys, I'm going to pull that back. I'm going to shout out Toya. Toya, I'm shouting you out, out, girl. I know that you listen every single week. I appreciate you. And I'm sending you a week of blessing. I'm sending you karma. I want good karma, good energy to cover you and wrap around you. And I hope your week is as blessed as you are. That's right. We love you, Toya. We'll see you. We'll see you guys next week. Bye-bye.